Being in business for yourself can be really lonely at times. And also it can be hard to stay focused and challenged when it's just you showing up every single day. That's why it's important to involve other people in your business, whether you're building a community, putting together a team, or just having more friends. Having other people rely on you to show up in one way or another is motivating. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about how you can develop relationships that will help you keep up your production. Welcome to Empowering Productivity, the podcast that empowers you to break the mental chains that keep you from producing. Here are your hosts, Keely and Austin Reason. So when I first started freelancing, it was just me. I mean, yeah, I communicated with my clients. It was all like, you know, mostly email based or text based. So it was really difficult to like develop relationships with them because of that limited interaction. But eventually I did find ways to get closer in, you know, in relationship to my clients. At some point, I created a team. And then I started finding other ways to develop community with other people. So what I found, though, was adding other people into the mix helped me be more productive. And Mm -hmm. that was surprising, because you would think, well, having more people to focus on (laughs) will actually take up your time. I mean, it can definitely. um, One thing that we've learned uh, through COVID is the the positives and the negatives of being in the office space together, right? We've learned that we can actually work at a distance, but we've we've also learned what we've lost in, in not having that community and those kinds of things. Um, but it, it can definitely be a, a two-edged sword for sure. It is tough. And I can remember when it was just me before mm-hmm. I had the team that interactions with people that weren't actually making me money, it was difficult. It was actually really hard for me because I'm I would think especially even when I developed the team, I would think, okay, if I spend too much time chatting with them, that keeps, this is probably their work time. (laughs) It's keeping them from doing work. I remember how it was like when I had a chatty client or, you know, somebody else. So, I mean, it is important to set aside time for it every week though, because there are days when you don't feel like doing the work and you don't feel like showing up. And I had those days, especially when the kids were little and everything was going nuts Um, It would have been very easy for me, especially when our money kind of lightened up to kind of back it off a little bit. But by then I had so many people that were like (laughs) messaging me all day long. I just couldn't (laughs) just had to show up. (laughs) So what are what are some of the ways over the years that you've that you've uh, found to help develop relationships that can help you be more productive? What's worked for you? Well, I would say finding people that are like-minded and developing friendships with them. Um, You know, like when I first started, no one had any clue what I did. Now, I started uh, writing online, copywriting, what, eight years ago or something like that in 2013. So I don't think it was as big as it is today, but it wasn't like completely unheard of. But it was unheard of for your average person because not everyone had websites in 2013. Like 90% (laughs) of people have a website now. Whether they are a personal, you know, whether they're a business or not, like everyone has a website. So I really struggled to connect with people because no one understood what I did. I was just like, what? You stay at home? You work? You homeschool your kids? What? Oh, you're you're a writer? Where can I get your book? Oh, yeah. Where's your book? Yeah. And then we lived in an area where I would tell people, oh, well, I write for the Internet. And they were like glazed over. We don't have that issue now. (laughs) I think building websites is more... 
Well, okay, yeah. But you know we, what we it is? Our language a few I changed years my ago. language. Yeah. I started saying instead of I'm a copywriter, I, I build websites. But yeah. more than that, I found friends. You know, Austin and I both. We have friends that are business owners. They're entrepreneurs, and even though they don't fully understand what we do necessarily in our business, they at least understand business. Right. And that is not. You know, not everyone gets it. I can tell you when I get in conversations with people who are not freelancers, contractors, or business owners, they glaze over when I start talking about things, even if it's not related to what I actually offer people. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we noticed is that there, there's, a, there's a mindset, right? There is a, an entrepreneurial mindset. There's, a, there's a, a different mindset that comes with being a small business owner. And I don't know sometimes which one is the chicken and which one is the egg, you know, like do, do small business owners have this mindset and that's why they become business owners or does having the business develop that mindset? I don't you know. think I had the business owner mindset at the beginning. You, you I had, really, you had that entrepreneurial spirit though, sure. for sure, where you were willing to take risk and try something new and, and see a need, meet a need and that kind of thing. And, um, and, and that, that is two different things, right? Um, that, in contrast with being business minded where you know how to, you know, uh, make things efficient and streamline workflows and, you know, and those kinds of things are, are two sides of the same coin. Um, but we found that, that some people do just have a mindset where they view the world differently right? in a fundamental way. And it took me a while to understand that that was one of the differences you and I have as you know, I've always said you, you well, in, in the last few years, <laughs> when I realized this, you're an entrepreneur and I'm not. And I've had to adopt and take on some of your mindset out of sheer brute force of will to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to behave this way. Not because it just comes naturally, but because I've watched you do it and watched you succeed at it. Well, and I, I th- think that some of it has to do with like a cause and effect. So whether you're entrepreneurial at all or not, when you learn how to make money for yourself, you just know how to do that now. And everything around you all of a sudden becomes this resource that can help you make money versus when you work for someone, it's like, that's my salary. And the only way for me to get more money is to, you know, get more job opportunity with that person or work more hours or or get a raise or something like that, rather than seeing how, you know, how can we take this thing and, uh, and, and help use it to help us produce more or produce better. I I do remember the day that like switch flipped for me. I remember the day that you flipped the switch for me where it was, you know, and, and so the point of all that is to say that you rubbed off on me in that way. And so you're, you're, one of your tips here is look for like-minded people to develop friendships. And I would say if you're, if that's who you are, you're the, you're the go-getter, you're the entrepreneur, you're the idea person, then yes, absolutely. Find some like-minded people so that you don't get bogged down spending all day explaining your vision. You know, people think you're crazy, right? Yeah. Explaining. (laughs) Okay. Wait, so you do what now? And like, that's a job. If you have, all day conversations like that, then yes, find some other friends. If you're maybe a little bit more like me, where you're not quite as entrepreneurial, risk-taking, uh, seeing opportunity at every turn, right? More, maybe more risk-averse like I am, <laughs> uh, then I would say find some unlike-minded people. <laughs> <laughs> I would say go find those people that are that way. Find the people and, like 
that you want to be like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, you know, if, if you've got a, a certain mindset that you want to hone and sharpen and make it even more so, then find people with that like mindset that, that are, that are going to rub off on you. And if you don't have that mindset and you want to develop that, go find those same people, you know, as the, you That's know. not to say to dump all your other friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't have time for those people. Get them out of your life. We all, we need different friends for different things. So yeah, absolutely. but you need friends for this. And I know that it made a big difference for me when people finally started understanding me at least a little. It made it a lot easier. And it also made what I did seem more, um, I don't know, relevant or something. So it was easier mm-hmm. to stay motivated because it was like, oh, this is actually making a difference. Oh, this sure. is important. Like, this is a real job. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I would also say it doesn't, like minded doesn't necessarily have to mean in your industry. Oh, yeah. Or in your niche. That, not in your industry. Just. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some more about that in, in a little bit um, about how, you know, like, I've benefited from hanging out with other web developers, but I've also benefited from hanging out with a dentist. That's yeah. weird. That's weird right. to think. Um, but it's absolutely true. Um, and there's there's other people in other industries, but because there there's a similar goal, you know, the the goal in in one context may be, you know, websites and t- the other person's goal is teeth. But there's a larger goal of improving lives or improving other people's businesses or you know whatever that is, and all of us succeeding all together. And that's all we're all doing that. Whether it's, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the dentist, the website guy, the, the electrician, the, you know, like whatever your, your industry or your niche is, there's a similar mindset that, doesn't, that transcends the industry. Right. So the other thing that you can do besides friendships is develop strategic partnerships. Now, this is a, actually, I put this word in here, strategic partnerships. I didn't really know what that meant or that I was actually doing this along the way. Because I'm a relationships person, um, no matter who I meet or whatever, if I am in like a long-term type of setting with them, I will eventually grow a deeper relationship with them. (laughs) Right. I just will. So without realizing it, I created a lot of strategic partnerships with my clients. Oddly Um, enough, unintentionally strategic partnerships. Very unintentional. (laughs) So they'd hire me on to do like a small task, but over time I offered more and more services to them. And then they kind of became more like a partner. Mm -hmm. So it was like, and they would bring me work and I would do it for them. And then we would expand their business because I had the ability to take on more services to offer Mm -hmm. them. So this is so helpful because, I mean, yes, you have to show up for the client. But when someone is more like a partnership with you, then there is a lot of creative thinking that happens between the two of you. And you kind of become your own little, we'll talk about this next, mastermind sort of, because Mm -hmm. you're both bouncing each other, uh, ideas off of each other about different aspects of the business you do for them, plus your own side of your business and things like that. It makes it way easier. So if, if tips one and two were what to do, I'd say three and four are maybe how to do it, right? So, so uh, find like-minded people to develop friendships, build those relationships, develop strategic partnerships. And then number three, um, check out Facebook groups and masterminds, uh, which sometimes are hand in hand. And sometimes are, are, are two completely different things. But there are entire online communities out there. It's not even an online community. There, there's all these little sub pockets uh, for every niche you can imagine. Um, there, there are um, thousand plus, you know, like four digit membership groups uh, 
dedicated to a single piece of software that I work with. It's, it's unbelievable um, what the internet has enabled, right? Good, good bad, right. and otherwise. One of the good things it's enabled is for people to find each other. And it's amazing. So you can find, uh, find one of those groups and then join it. And it can also, it doesn't have to be just Facebook. I see their communities oh, yeah. build on like Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Snapchat or TikTok or whatever, but I know that on Instagram, when you follow someone and then there's a lot of people leaving comments and stuff, it can, it's very much like groups as well. Yeah. Uh, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, find a good hashtag to, to follow and check in on a regular basis and, and see what the conversation is. Um, whether that's industry specific or productivity or, you know, like I said, maybe some of these larger ideas that transcend the, uh, uh, the industry, but, um, find, find one of those groups, get involved. And then it, it's like this with everything you're going to get out of it, what you put into it. So if you join a group and don't interact much, don't involve yourself much, you're probably not going to get a lot out. And, uh, that's not to say, by the way, that's not to say that you have to go in being the expert. Okay. There's several groups that I, that I joined that I did watch for a long time before I was doing any sort of real posting because I didn't feel like I had anything to offer yet. But um, at the very least, liking things, commenting on things. You can just leave, uh, ask a question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go in, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to go in thinking I've got to, you know, prove myself or demonstrate that I'm worthy of being here. Sometimes, by the way, the, the most effective thing you can do to help other people in the group is to ask the question. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes if you ask the question, other people might go, you know, I've been wondering that too. I've been trying to figure that out too. And they, and they didn't know where to go to ask, or maybe they didn't, you know, didn't feel confident enough to ask because they didn't want to be vulnerable or whatever, whatever it might be. And uh, quick trip, uh, excuse me, trick with Facebook, at least, I don't know how it is with other social media, but I'm sure it's going to be fairly similar. The more you interact with a group, the more you're going to see it. Right. So if you join a group and then don't do anything in it, you're never going to see it. Facebook's well, you can gonna, actually filter that. You can Facebook to just look at your group stuff. Yeah, you can you can click over to the groups tab and just see the various groups that you're in. But the more you interact with the group, the more Facebook is going to push it out into your feed. So like mm-hmm. hijack the algorithm. You know, like when you first join a group, Facebook's going to show you their stuff a bunch to see how you're responding to it. So if you're liking things, stopping your scroll and reading it commenting, those kinds of things, it's going to bump it up in your algorithm. You're going to see more of that. But if you're just sort of scrolling on by this brand new group you're in, Facebook's going to be like, well, I don't know why they joined because they're not interested. Yeah, they're not clicking it. Um, kind of kind of like the Facebook group pro <laughs> would be masterminds. Uh, some people, uh, lots of different names for this, focus groups, accountability groups, these different kinds of things. The basic idea is you're, you're getting together, like Keely was talking about, like-minded people, whether that's in your industry or, again, some sort of common goal and uh, usually coalescing around some central idea, uh, whether that's improving your business or improving your communication or your productivity, whatever it may be. And you can get into these groups that are usually paid, right? So that's why I say like, you know, Facebook group pro. And you're going to have a little bit of skin in the game because of that uh, that cost, whether it's a, a monthly membership or an annual membership or whatever, they're also a lot of times going to require more than just the payment, right? They're yeah. going to, they're, if you're not showing I mean, up, if you're not showing up, they're probably not going to like let you stay in. You've taken a seat essentially. It, it, right. Yeah. Because it's usually limited seating. You know, some of these Facebook groups, like I said, are thousands of people. Uh, so it, it can be hard to, to be heard amongst the noise. But if you are in a group of eight people, uh, there's going to be a lot of 
communication going on, a lot of uh, very focused conversation. So these kinds of things can um, can really help out. And sometimes, like I said, they are they are a Facebook group, <laughs> and that they're they're limited membership, and you have to pay to get in or whatever. Um, or sometimes they're literally face to face. Um, or a in, Zoom calls. Yeah, in, in the in the pandemic era, we've we've shifted to online stuff, Zoom calls or um, uh, FaceTime or those kinds of things. So, uh, whatever whatever you, kinds of group you, you join, look for ones that inspire you. Look for ones that encourage you. Um, don't be afraid to walk away from one if it's not fulfilling those needs. If it's not uh, like if it's wasting your time, you might be wasting theirs. Yeah, yeah, I have. I don't know about you, but I've gotten into some groups where I was where I was essentially an expert, and uh, it seemed like everybody in the group was asking like newbie questions. Yes. And the problem with that is you spend way too much time investing in all these newbie questions that took you years to figure out. And, it, and unfortunately, you do a lot of injustice in a single little comment like, oh, this is what I do, you know. So it's <laughs> fine if you can do that. But if there's nothing else that is actually benefiting you, then yeah, you probably need to change there's it. A, there's a couple of groups I probably need to clean off my list right now because I, I got into them expecting one thing and and it turned out to be, like you're saying, it is the same 10 questions. Same 10 questions. Day in and day out. And and unfortunately, and because... And that's fine if you first getting into it. Even then, it's only fine for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I know but, it all. But again, when you're talking about a group of like 10,000 people. Yeah. And there's a hundred new people a week that literally weren't there last week when all of these same questions were asked. Um, There's a podcast group that I'm in and I'm sorry, there's only so many times I can watch the discussion about what is the best microphone. The answer is it depends. Um, You know, there's, there's only so many times you can have uh, watch that same conversation happen again and again and again and again and again. And um, I, I even tried to like in one of those groups kind of like nudge the admins a little bit like, Hey guys, like y'all have a website. Why isn't somebody writing blog posts to answer these questions? Right, just put that in the blog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that, that can be a way of alleviating that. But if you, if you're in a group like that and it's all it's doing, then don't be afraid it's, to walk it's away. It's okay to walk away from groups if they're not serving you. Right. Um, the last thing that we recommend, and if you're at this point, you can do this. Creating a team will really help you be more productive. Okay. There's two reasons for that. Obviously you give them work. So you are doubling your efforts. Oh yeah. Because they are getting things done for you Mm -hmm. and you're paying them to help you. Uh, The other thing it does, though, is that they will ask you, all right, what am I supposed to do today? What am I supposed to do today? It causes you to be really organized. Also, get your stuff together. You know, when I was uh, doing it all alone and I didn't have everybody helping me, it, every day I just kind of like, well, what am I feeling like doing today? And now I have to like schedule people for <laughs> a week out. That's been a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. There's benefit to that, but also there is benefit to developing a team that's relying yeah. on you. And if you're going to develop a team, I really encourage you to invest in them. Don't mm-hmm. just think of them as a service provider. Invest in them and build that relationship because you don't know they could become a strategic partnership for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they may be able to bring more work. And, and this is uh, something we offer our team. If you know they know people who need the kind of work we offer, we're more than happy to bring them in you know, and, and or, partner with them. Or for that matter, they may know somebody else who can do the job oh, alongside yeah. them or alongside us or, or whatever. Help oh, yeah. Fill we a t- need. Yeah. We take a lot of referrals um, on our team because people know someone. Right. So what about uh, pitfalls? 
So I would say the biggest pitfall with developing community is just if it becomes a distraction. And I'm not saying don't spend time with people. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that there's a reason why you get less done in offices sometimes because Mm. there's so much like talking or whatever happening. So you do have to be careful and protect your time. There's only so many relationships that you can invest in at any given moment. And, you know, only so much friendships, clients, team members, whatever. Um, So really be careful about how much you're investing because it could end up costing you. Mm -hmm. And I am a people person and I will put people ahead of everything. So I'm not saying don't help someone who comes to you in need. I am saying, though, don't spend a lot of time on Facebook helping every newbie you've never even (laughs) met a day in your life or, you know. Yeah, just write the blog post. Right. <laughs> All right. I wrote this blog. Go look at it. I wrote this blog. Go look at it. That's right. Um, so be careful on that because I can tell you there have been some times where I have developed friendships with people and I have been lonely and spent a lot of time just talking to them when mm-hmm. we both needed to be working. Could be. Yeah. Well, that is some of our reasons to and ways to develop a community or get, get that team together to help you be more productive. Do you know of some that we may have missed? Some other great ways to build community that's going to help you uh, to to be more productive, to, to grow your business, to grow your output, whatever your context is. We'd love to hear about them. You can reach out to us at contact at r5websitemanagement.com. And until next week, get on out there and start breaking the mental chains that are keeping you from producing.